Good morning. Hope you're enjoying this uh, true crime story. Uh, today will be about the Illuminati Part 1. The Illuminati, plural of Latin Illuminatus, enlightened, is a name given to several groups, both real and fictitious. Historically, the name usually refers to the Bavarian Illuminati as Enlightenment. An Enlightenment era secret society founded on May 1st, 1776. The society's goals were to oppose superstition, obscurantism, religious influence over public life, and abuses of state power. The order that they, they wrote in their genuine statute is to put an end to the machinations of the purveyors of injustice to control them without dominating them. The Illuminati, along with Freemasonry and other secret societies, were outlawed through edict by the Bavarian ruler Charles Theodore with the encouragement of the Catholic Church. In 1784, 1785, 1787, and 1790. In the following several years, the group was vilified by conservative and religious critics who claimed that they continued underground and were responsible for the French Revolution. Many influential intellectuals and progressive politicians counted themselves as members, including Ferdinand of Brunswick and the diplomat Xavier von Zwack, who was the order's second in command. It attracted literary men such as Johann. Wolfgang von Goethe and Johann Gottfried Herder and the remaining Dukes of Gotha and Weimar. In subsequent use, Illuminati has referred to various organizations which have been have claimed or have been claimed to be connected to the original Bavarian Illuminati or similar secret societies, though these links have been substantiated. These organizations have been have often been alleged to conspire to control world affairs by mastermind events and planning agents in government and corporations in order to gain political power and influence and to establish a new world order. Central to some of the more widely known and elaborate conspiracy theories, the Illuminati have been depicted as lurking in the shadows and pulling the strings of and levers of power in dozens of novels, films, television shows, comics, video games, and music videos. History Origins Adam Wishop, 1748-1830, became professor of canon law and practical philosophy at the University of Ingolstadt in 1773. He was the only non-clerical professor at the institution run by Jesuits whose order, Port Clement XIV, had dissolved in 1773. The Jesuits of Ingolstadt, however, still retained the first strength and some power of the university, which they continue to regard as their own. They made constant attempts to frustrate and discredit non-clerical staff, especially when coarse material contained anything they regarded as liberal or Protestant. Weishaupt became deeply anti-clerical, resolving to spread the ideals of the Enlightenment off Clarung through some sort of secret society of like-minded individuals. Finding Freemasonry expensive and not open to his ideas, he founded his own society, which has, was to have a system of ranks or grades based on that in Freemasonry, but with his own agenda. His original name for the new order was Bunderperfect Blitzen, or Covenant of Perfectibility. Perfectibilis. He later changed it because it sounded too strange. On May 1st, 1776, Washup of four students formed the Perfectibilis, taking the Owl of Minerva as their symbol. The members were to use aliases within the society. Washout became Spartacus, lost students of 
Master Thompson, Bauhoff, Merz, and Sergio became respectively Ajax, Agathon, Tiberius, and Erasmus, Rotero Damas. Washup later expelled Suter for indolence. In April 1778, the order became the Illuminata Norden, or Order of Illuminati, after Washup had seriously contemplated the name B Order. Massenhausen proved initially the most active in expanding the society. Significantly while studying in Munich, shortly after the formation of the order, he recruited Xavier von Zwack, a former pupil of Washop, at the beginning of a significant administrative career. At the time, he was in charge of the Bavarian National Lottery. Massenhausen's enthusiasm soon became a liability in the eyes of Washop, often resulting in attempts to recruit unsuitable candidates. Later, his erratic love life made him neglective, and as Weishaupt asked control of the Munich group to Zwack, it became clear that Massenhausen had inappropriate subscriptions and intercepted correspondence between Weishaupt and Zwack. In 1778, Massenhausen graduated and took a post outside Bavaria, taking no further interest in the order. At this time, the order had a nominal membership of 12. With the, the departure of Massenhausen, Zwack immediately applied himself to recruiting more mature and more important recruits. Most prized by Wildshop was Hertel, a child of friend, and a candidate of the Munich Frankenkirch. By the end of summer 1778, the order had 27 members, still counting Mausenhausen and five commands Munich, Athens, Ingolstadt, Eleusis, Ravensburg, Sparta, Freiensingen, Thebes, and Eichstadt. During this period, the order had three grades of novice, Minerva, and illuminated Minerva, of, all, of which only the Minerva grade involved a complicated ceremony. In this, the candidate was given secret signs and a password. A system of mutual espionage kept Washhop informed of the activities and character of all his members, his favorites becoming members of the ruling council or Aeropagus. Some novices were permitted to recruit, becoming insolence. Christians of good character were actually sought, with Jews and pagans specifically excluded. Along with women, monks, and members of other secret societies. Favorite candidates were rich, docile, willing to learn, and aged 18 to 30. Transition. Having the difficulty dissuaded some of the, his members from joining the Freemasons, Weishaupt decided to join the order the older order to acquire material to expand its own ritual. He was admitted to the lodge prudence of the right of strict observance early in February 1777. His progress through the third degrees of Blue Lodge basically taught him nothing of the higher degrees he sought to exploit, but in the following year, a priest called Abbey Maroti informs Wack that the inner secrets rested on knowledge of the older religion and the primitive church. Zwack was later wise up that their own order should enter into friendly relations with Freemasonry and obtain the dispension to set up their own lodge. At this stage, December 1778, the addition of the free, first three degrees of Freemasonry was seen as a secondary project. With little difficulty, a warrant was obtained from the Grand Lodge of Prussia called the Royal York for Friendship, and the new lodge was called Theodore of the Good Council with the intention of flattering Charles Theodore, Elector of Bavaria. It was founded in Munich on tw March 21, 1779, and quickly packed with Illuminati. The first master, a man called Rattle, 
was persuaded to return home to Baden, and by July, Weiss's order ran the lodge. The next step evolved independence from the Grand Lodge by establishing Masonic relations with the Union Lodge in Frankfurt, affiliated to the Premier Grand Lodge of England. Lodge Theodore became independently recognized and is able to declare its independence. As a new mother lodge, it could now spawn lodges of its own. The recruiting drive amongst the Frankfurt Masons also obtained the allegiance of Adolf Freiherr Niggy. Reform. Niggy was recruited late in 1780 at the Convention of the Right of District Observers by Constanzo Marchese de Constanzo, an infantry captain in the Bavarian Army and a fellow Freemason. Niggy, still in his 20s, had already reached the highest initiated grades of his order and had arrived with his own grand plans for its reform. Disappointed that the scheme found no support, Niggy was immediately intrigued when Constanzo informed him that the order that he sought to create already existed. Niggy and three of his friends expressed a strong interest in learning more of this order, and Constanzo showed them material relating to the Minerval grade. The teaching material for the grade was liberal literature, which was banned in Bavaria, but common knowledge in the Protestant German states. Niggy's three companions became Disillusion had no more to do with Constanzo, but Niggy's persistence was rewarded in November 1780 by a letter from Weishaupt. Niggy's connections both within and outside of Freemasonry made him an ideal recruit. Niggy, for his own part, was flattered by the attention and drawn towards the order's stated aims of education and the protection of mankind from de- despotism. Weishaupt managed to acknowledge and to pledge to support Niggy's interest in alchemy and the higher sciences Niggy replied to Weishaupt outlining his plans for the reform Freemasonry as the strict observers began to question his own origins. Weishaupt set Niggy the task of recruiting before he could be admitted to the higher grades of the order. Niggy accepted on the condition that he is allowed to choose his own recruiting grounds. Many other Masons found Niggy's description of the new Masonic order attractive and enrolled in the Minerva grade of, of the Illuminati. Niggy appeared at his time to believe in the most serene superiors which Ryshop claimed to serve. His inability to articulate anything above the higher degrees of the order became increasingly embarrassing, but in delaying any help, Ryshop gave him an extra task. Provided with material by Ryshop, Niggy now produced produced pamphlet outlining the activities of the outlawed Jesuits purporting to show how they continued to thrive and recruit, especially in Bavaria. Meanwhile, Niggy's inability to give his recruits any satisfactory response to questions regarding the higher grades was making his position unattainable, and he wrote to Wise up to this effect in January 1781, faced with the prospect of losing Niggy and his Masonic recruits, Weishaupt finally confessed that superiors and supposed antiquity of the order were fictions, and the higher degrees had yet to be written. If Niggy had expected to learn the promised deep secrets of Freemasonry in the higher degrees of the Illuminati, he was surprisingly calm about Weishaupt's revelation. Weishaupt promised Niggy a free hand in the creation of the higher degrees, and almost promised Promised to send him his own notes. For his own part, Niggy welcomed the opportunity to use the order as a vehicle for his own ideas. His new approach would, he claimed, to, he claimed make the Illuminati more attractive to Protestant members in the Protestant kingdoms of Germany. In November 1781, the heir of August Niggy 50 florins to travel to Bavaria, which he did via Swabia and Franconia, beating and enjoying the hostility of other Illuminati on his journey. 
internal problems. The order had now developed profound internal divisions. The Eichstock Command had formed an autonomous province in July 1780, and a rift was growing between Weishaupt and the Arapagus, who found him stubborn, dictatorial, and inconsistent. Iggy fitted readily into the role of peacemaker. In discussions with the Arapagus and Weishaupt, Niggy identified two errors which were problematic. Weishaupt's emphasis on the recruitment of university students meant that senior positions in the order often had to be filled by young men with little practical experience. <laughs> Secondly, the anti-Jesuit ethos of the order at its inception had become a general anti-religious sentiment which Niggy knew would be a problem in recruiting the senior Freemasons that the order now sought to attract. Niggy felt keenly that the stifling grip of conservative Catholicism in Bavaria and understood the anti-religious feelings that this produced in the liberal Illuminati. But he also saw the negative impression these same feelings would engender in Protestant states inhibiting the spread of the order in Greater Germany. Both the Arapagas and Weishaupt felt powerless to do anything less than give Niggy a free hand. He had the context within the outside of Freemasonry that they needed, and he had the skill as a ritualist to build a projected gradual structure where they had ground to a halt at Illuminatus Minor with only the Minerva grade below and the mirror sketches of higher grades. The only restrictions opposed were the need to discuss the inner secrets of the highest grades and the necessity of submitting his new grades for approval. Meanwhile, the scheme to propagate Illuminati Illuminatism as a legitimate branch of Freemasonry had stalled. While Lodge Theodore was now in their control, a chapter of elect masters attached, it, attached to it only had one member from the order and still had a constitutional superiority to, craft, to the craft lodge controlled by the Illuminati. The chapter would be difficult to persuade to submit to the Arapagas and formed a very real barrier to Lodge Theodore, becoming the first mother lodge of a new alum, illuminated Freemasonry. A treaty of alliance was signed between the order and the chapter, and by the end of January 1781, four daughter lodges had been created, but independence was not in the chapter's agenda. Constanza wrote to the Royal York, pointing out the discrepancy between the fees dispatched to their new grand lodge and the service that they had received in return. The Royal York, unwilling to lose the revenue, offered to confer the higher stickers of Freemasonry on a representative that their Munich brethren would dispatch to Berlin. Costanza accordingly set off for Prussia on April 4, 1780, with instructions to negotiate a reduction in Theodore fees while he was there. On the way, he managed to have an argument with a Frenchman on the, on the subject of a lady with whom they were sharing a carriage. The Frenchman sent a message ahead to the king sometime before they reached Berlin, denouncing Costanza as a spy. He was only freed from prison with the help of the Grand Master of Royal York and was expelled from Prussia after having accomplished nothing. New system. Nikki's initial plan to obtain a constitution from London would, they realized, have been seen through by the chapter until such time as they could take over other Masonic lodges that the chapter could not control. They were for the moment content to rewrite the third degrees for the lodges which they administered. On January 20, 1782, Nikki tabulated his new system of grades for the order. They were arranged in three classes. Class 1, the nursery consisting of the Nov. Novitiate, the Minerva, and Illuminatus Minor. Class two, the Masonic grades. The three blue lodge grades of apprentice, a companion, and master were separated from the higher Scottish grades of Scottish novice and Scottish knight.
class three, the mysteries, the lesser mysteries were the grades of priest and prince, followed by the greater mysteries in the grades of maj and king. It was unlikely that the rituals from for the greater mystery were ever written. Attempts at expansion. Nicky's recruitment from German Freemasonry was far from random. He targeted the masters and wardens, the men who ran the lodges, and were often able to place the entire lodge at the disposal of the Illuminati. In Aiken, Baron de Witt, master of Constancy Lodge, caused every member to join the order. In this way, the order expanded rapidly in central and southern Germany and obtained a foothold in Austria, moving into the spring of 1782. The handful of students that had started the order had swelled to about 300 members, only 20 of the new recruits being students. In Munich, the first half of 1782 saw huge changes in the government of Lodge Theodore. In February, Weissop had offered to split the lodge with the Illuminati going their own way and the chapter taking any remaining tradition to their own continuation of Theodore. At this point, the chapter unexpectedly capitulated and the Illuminati had complete control of lodge and chapter. In June, both lodge and chapter sent letters severing relations with Royal York, signed their own faithless in paying for their recognition and Royal York's failure to provide any instruction to the higher grades. The neglect of Cassandra, failure to defend him from malicious charges or prevent expulsion from Prussia was also cited. They had made no effort to provide Cassandra with the promised secrets, and the Munich Masons now suspected that their brethren in Berlin relied on the mystical French higher grace, which they sought to avoid. Lodge Theodore was now independent. The right of strict observance was now in a critical state. Its nominal leader was Prince Karl of Sodermanlin, later Charles XIII of Sweden, openly suspected trying to support, absorb the right into the Swedish right which he already controlled. The German lodges looked for leadership to Dirk, Duke Ferdinand of Brunswick, Wolfenbüttel. Suspicion turned to, open, turned to open content when it transpired that Karl regarded the Stuart heir to the British throne as a true grandmaster and the lodges of the strict observance all but ignored their grandmaster. This impasse led to the convent of Wilhelmsbad. Convert of Wilhelmsbad. Delayed from October 15, 1781, the last convention of strict observance finally opened on July 16, 1782, in the spa town of Wilhelmsbad on the outskirts of now part of Hanau. Ostensibly a discussion of the future of the order, the 35 delegates knew what, that the strict observance in its current form was doomed and that the covenant of Wilhelmsbad. Convent of Wilhelmsbad would be a struggle over the pieces between the German mystics and the Duke Ferdinand of Brunswick, Wolfenbüttel, and their host, Prince Charles of Hesse Castle, and the Martinez under Jean Baptiste Will Willemos. The only dissenting voices of mystical higher grades were Johann Joachim Christoph Bode, who was horrified by Martinism, but whose proposed alternatives were as yet unformed, and Franz Dietrich von Ditfurth, a judge from Wetzlar and master of the Joseph of the Three Helmets Lodge there who were already a member of Illuminati. Ditfurth publicly campaigned for a return to the basic three degrees of Freemasonry which was the least likely outcome of the con convention. The mystics already had coherent plans to replace the higher degrees. The lack of a coherent alternative to the two strains of mysticism allowed the Illuminati to present themselves as a credible option, Ditfurth prompted and assisted by Niggy, 
who now had full authority to act for the order, became their spokesman. Nicky's original plan to propose an alliance between the two orders was rejected by Weishaupt, who saw no point in an alliance with a dying order. His new plan was to recruit the Masons opposed to the Templar higher degree of the strict observance. At the convent, Dithford blocked the attempts of Willermoss and Hess to introduce their own higher grades by insisting that full details of such degrees be revealed to the delegates. The frustration of the German mystics led to their enrolling Count Colorat with the Illuminati with, the view, with a view to later affiliation. Dithford's own agenda was to replace all the higher degrees with a single fourth degree with no pretensions to further Masonic revelations. Finding no support for his plan, he left the convert the convent to prematurely riding to the heir of Pogus, that he expected nothing good of the assembly. In an attempt to satisfy everybody with the convent of Wilhelmsbad achieved little, they had renounced the Templar origins of the ritual while retaining the Templar titles, trappings, and administrative structure. Charles of Hesse and Ferdinand of Brunswick remained at the head of the order, but in practice the lodges were almost independent. The Germans also adopted the name of the French order of Willermoss, less chevaliers, Bien Faisant de la Cite Saint, Good Knights of the Holy City, and some Martinist mysticism was imported into the first three degrees, which were now the only essential degrees of Freemasonry. Crucially, individual lodges of the order were now allowed to fraternize with lodges of other systems. The new Scottish grid introduced with the lion ritual of Will Willermoss was, was not compulsory. Each province and prefecture was free to decide what, if anything, happened after the three craft degrees. Finally, in an effort to show that something had been achieved, the convert regulated at length an adequate title and new numbering of the, for the provinces. Thank you for listening. Excuse my mispronunciation of these uh, names. I hope you understand how hard it is to pronounce them. I hope you enjoyed this uh, episode and look forward to part two next week. I hope you stay safe. Stay home if you can. Practice social distancing if you do go out. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Use universal precautions during this uh, coronavirus pandemic going into 2021 as we look forward to a normalcy, whatever or whenever that may happen. Thank you and have a good week. Thank you for listening.